how can I go to a whanau and they say, I need you and I need you now, and they turn up to your house? You know, like, how strong is our connections to each other? Particularly within your areas, particularly within your rohe, and bigger picture stuff, your hapu and your iwi. So we started off as a, just a group of us, a group of um, uh, students from around Whangarei in general um, who just wanted to make a change, wanted to normalise the conversation, wanted our peers to know that we were here if they needed someone to talk to. It's OK to talk about it and we are here if you need support. This is Tiahika on RNZ National. Welcome to the first show for 2018. Coming up this year, we'll explore stories from Te Ao Māori, the Māori world. You can subscribe to the podcast or our weekly updates. Email the show, tiahika at radioNZ.co.nz. This week, stories from Te Tokiro in the Northland with a visit to Māori Health Organisation, Natihene Health Trust. Brenna Smith talks about Kayed or Community Action on Youth and Drugs, and Rebecca Hooker heads the RAID Movement, a suicide awareness programme. I join CEO Jeff Milner and some of his staff who talk about their mahi, making a difference in their community and the services they offer all over the far north region. Ngāti Health Trust uh, uses the term health or hauora in a very holistic sense. Uh, so it's not just the traditional Māori health provider that uh, is lucky enough to, to have a, gen, a GP clinic or lucky enough to have some nurses or, or dentists, etc., uh, it, it has a holistic view that, it, that uh, we have a wide range of services. Koyara te kaupapa e heke mai nei, that's coming up. With a strong background in business, Jeff Milner took up the job as CEO of Ngāti Hene Health Trust almost a year ago. It can be a daunting task to take up a prominent role as the head of a tribal-based organisation when you don't actually whakapapa or have family ties to the region. You're whakapapa with no links really here, so your your whānau, your hapu iwi brought you up here to, to Whangarei. Yeah, the, the, the hikoi um, and the pōhiri that was put on by Ngāti Hine Health Trust is one of those moments in your life that you will treasure forever. So it was a, it was a trip a long way from Tairawhiti to get up here, and we had about 80 whānau to tautoko us uh, at the pōhiri that was uh, held on the 24th of April. Um, and But we knew from the interview process uh, and the manaki that were shown by the board and Komatua Queer uh, uh, during the recruitment process that there was something special uh, about this place, and, and actually it was that manaki tanga uh, to both myself and my wife that really sealed the deal uh, for for us to take up this role. Mm. My wife, who loves the um, the whenua of Tairawhiti, came a little bit anxiously to a second interview and was a bit cautious about Taitukuro, Whangarei, I'm not too sure, but after the warmth of the welcome from Komatua Queer, the board, at a second interview... Uh, she said before even the the quarter or finish, she said uh, said to me, "Darling, this is where you're meant to be." 
Jeff says his role is to focus on the future of the organisation and getting the right people in to achieve their goals. From dental health services to disability support programmes, suicide prevention to the running of the local iwi radio station, Ngāti Hine Health Trust has around 15 offices spread across the tribal areas. We have uh, an office based in Kaitaia, but we also serve provide services right up in Takao and we have a uh, we have a base in Ruakaka and oh, so Whakawhiti Ora Pai. Yeah, Whakawhiti Ora Pai yeah. are our partner our whanau water collective partner up there but we provide some uh, some disability support services to the whanau right up there and uh, and then offices I guess everywhere in between through Kaikohe, Kirikiri, Kawakawa Pai here, uh, Moirawa Whangarei, we've got a couple of offices here, so we're spread across a, a large part of the north. This is, I mean, the revenue of Ngāti Hini Health Trust is about $20 million annually. Yeah, $20 million annually, and uh, that's through a combination of uh, contracts, um, but also fee-for-service, like GP services or dental services. You've got to earn it, you've got to provide it, somebody's got to pay for it individually, uh, and you know, predominantly 90% of that income is from various government agencies, mm. either the Northland DHB, uh, the Ministry of Health Direct, M- various parts of MSD, um, including the, the likes of uh, um, Oranga Tamariki, Youth Services, Housing, uh, Corrections, uh, Department of Corrections, um, pretty much uh, what we say with Ngāti Hine Health Trust to a lot of our government departments is that you know we're here to care for our people. So if, if you want to care for them, you've got to come through us. From a whole standpoint, um, Ngāti Hini Health Trust is the biggest Māori organisation in the country. Can you tell us about the structure, the structure of the organisation? Yeah, Ngāti Hini Health Trust uh, uses the term health or hauora in a very holistic sense. Uh, so it's not just the traditional Māori health provider that uh, is lucky enough to, to have a, gen, a GP clinic or lucky enough to have some nurses or, or dentists, etc. Uh, it, it has a holistic view that, it, that uh, we have a wide range of services. Um, some of our, our uh, contemporaries across the country have different entities for their social services, um, their hauora arm, uh, whereas with Ngāti Hine, a lot of the majority of those things are under the auspices of Ngāti Hine Health Trust. That includes, for example, Ngāti Hine FM. And so you get an eclectic mix of uh, of uh, a radio station, yes. an iwi radio station. We have our social services arm, uh, Fano Fanui, mm. uh, providing supporting families and parenting. Uh, with a lot of social workers, we have our Matauranga Fanui services, our youth health promotion team. It's a challenge to, to keep a collective going, but we've learned a lot over the years. And and what we've learned is uh, when you get past the suspicion of your whanaunga, if you can demonstrate to them that you're actually here to serve to serve them, then, then they give you the confidence to lead. In 2017, Northland DHB teamed up with New Zealand Police to implement the Ara Oranga Methamphetamine Demand Reduction Strategy Pilot program focuses on the reduction of use and supply of the drug P. In November of last year, high levels of methamphetamine were found in the Whangarei wastewater system. That's quite an innovative uh, tool that the police use to measure whether uh, their initiatives, uh, such as Te Ara Oranga and their own policing work, is, is actually making a difference. 
yeah, it's quite fascinating the um, using using the wastewater um, discharge and measuring the, the the amount of meth that is coming through that system at the beginning of the pilot and and further on down the track to see whether whether these initiatives are are um, making a difference. So yeah, very innovative for the police. But no, it didn't surprise me. Um, I mean, before I came to Taitokoro, you know, there were the headlines of the of the huge um, meth bust up, uh, up up north on the mm. beach, and uh, and and again, anecdotally, with Kaimahi, where I've rolled around, particularly Whangarei, who were pointing out to the CEO who doesn't know anything about it. There, there, there. It was like, wow, <laughs> um, you know, we've got some mahi to do. We hear about the meth problem, the pee problem, but what, but since joining this role, role, that problem has has really become a reality to me. As I shared with you before, just driving around with some kaimahi uh, who know one or two things about what goes on in the community, uh, we're just pointing out this house that you know, and 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 that sounded like everywhere. Um, Ngāti Hine Health Trust uh, has has picked up the rako and uh, and joined with. Uh, again, a collective approach in the north, so that it's not just one man band. It's a, it's a consistent approach, uh, and we and we must acknowledge the mahi between the Northland DHB uh, and the New Zealand Police uh, through the proceeds of crime. They came up with about three million dollars to put into a pilot uh, here in the north uh, that that I guess addressed methamphetamine. Uh, from a dual angle, so rather than just uh, as criminal activity, they said there's a health element to this kaupapa, particularly for users. So um, Te Ara Oranga was, was launched with actually quite a bit of glitz and glamour at the local uh, theatres here in Whangarei. So Ngāti Hine Health Trust, uh, particularly in the mid-north area, um, you know, we have a pofano connector employed to, to really work with families where they're identified Meth uh, use in the family, and then and then put uh, services around them, refer them to GPs, take them to addiction services, to really just as I said, provide hope and support. Uh, and the police are bringing the, I guess, prosecution against the dealers, and so um, so that's been pretty exciting to be part of of that initiative right across Taitukoro. And I don't think you can drive on State Highway One. Um, to Kaitaia without seeing um, the Te Ara Oranga signs all over the place. Mm. Um, so, you know, the previous work that many ho-order providers are doing with KAD, um, that's been extended to, to with uh, Te Ara Oranga in the north to really provide a focus around meth use. And we talked about there are some beds that have opened up um, under the trust, getting users off P or helping them through it. Yeah, part of that um, part of that process is if you identify people who are addicted um, to to meth, is, is you've got to be able to um, refer them to beds to get that specialist help. Yeah, uh, the north the north is lucky that it does have um, a, a couple of the hospitals with uh, specialist uh, addiction services beds that they provide treatment, uh, and the, the number of beds available in Taitokoro are increasing. And so, um, you know, whilst there's probably never enough beds, uh, I know around relative to some uh, other parts of New Zealand, including where I'm from, Tairawhiti, who don't have any residential beds and specialist clinicians to address uh, the use of meth, um, we're lucky in the north. So so both through the ho-water providers and the DHB who provide that specialist 
um, uh, addiction beds in the hospitals to help take people off meth and then uh, organisations such as Ngāti Hine Health Trust provide wraparound support in terms of going back into their whareas and got to change some things when you're released from beds as well. So, yeah, I think I give the North the big ups for the combination of mahi in, uh, in both the community and in the hospitals. Kia ora, CEO of Ngāti Hine Health Trust, Jeff Milner. Brenna Smith runs KED, or Community Action on Youth and Drugs. Perhaps his role is best described as grassroots. He works alongside families to implement positive change. My role is kind of to sit in the back for the whanau to tell me, so I've got this happening, um, I've got whanau coming, etc, etc. My girl's turning 16, for an example. What can we do as a whanau, particularly around KAD, to be able to, for everyone to have a good time and more importantly get home and have sober drivers and those things oh, yeah. that are in place. Secondly for me, for KAD, is working with a project called Whanau Champions. So looking for the champions within um, each area of Whangarei and really them being the voice for that community. And for me as KAD, just really um, resourcing it just helping the whanau along the way as they talk to whanau about drinking. Um, To be honest, our whanau, they're the biggest suppliers of alcohol uh, to our tamariki. Um, And for KAD, it's really been there just to support them along the way to give our kids better options and better choices. Brenna says his job is about taking an holistic approach when it comes to working with whanau. How can I go to a whānau and they say, I need you and I need you now, and they turn up to your house? You know, like, how strong are our connections to each other? Within your areas, particularly within your rohe, and bigger picture stuff, your hapu and your iwi. I utilise the dynamics of whanungatanga, which is one of those things that Pahinare Tate really um, instilled into us as kaimahi for the Ngātini Health Trust. Pa Henare Tate was a leading figure in the Catholic Church. He was ordained in 1962. He was a lecturer at the Catholic Institute of Technology and returned home to the Hokianga in 2012. He died in April of 2017. Um, in order to have good community, because we're never going to get, I shouldn't say never, but we're not, alcohol's not going to go away and neither is methamphetamine. So... What can we do to, to be the preventative stage and to get to the whanau and give them other thoughts and options and pathways rather than just the drugs, alcohol and methamphetamine? So how do you actually turn that, do that shift in their minds? Mm. Um, a cup of tea works well. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. just to kind of um, not talk about the issue but talk about the triggers and the ways why you do what you do. If I'm working with a whānau Māori, te reo isn't always the answer, but karakia is absolutely. So I say to whānau, is it okay if I do karakia or matua? Are you able to do karakia? What karakia does is it sets a scene, but it also brings a different wairua and perspective around the kaupapa, which is around drugs and alcohol. So it's really from a Māori value standpoint, a Māori tikanga process, kōrero tahi, hui, hui me tahi. Me, me noho tahi, me tahi, hoki i te kaupapa, uh, engari ko te noho tahi, ko te wānanga tahi, uh, me te kaputi, me te keke, kia, kia ngā wari anō te kaupapa. 
Teara Oranga, with, oh, which is the methamphetamine demand reduction strategy pilot, $3 million to deliver this particular project. You can, of course, um, give some context around that program. What can you tell us about So that? what I can talk about is um, we work alongside Northern DHB and the police, and our role for Māori provider uh, Ngāti Hene Health Trust our role there was really just to be the um, facilitator with our meetings and to get into Te Taitokero to let them know that one, methamphetamine is not okay and let's have a meth-free ngapuhi, as you can see, a meth-free kaikohe, etc. Techa muri whenua. So it was a Taitokero collaboration, absolutely. Do you come across you know, meth use, daily, helping whānau, helping users? What I do come across um, a lot of tuhene is people asking for help around methamphetamine services. We don't turn people away. We say, okay, let me get on the phone, ring this person, make an appointment. Do I need to come with you? What's the urgency and what's the risk right now for you as a whanau? And that's how we get on top of it. Then we go with them or we advocate for them in order to go to that methamphetamine service because, let's be honest, at the moment there's some around, but it really depends on the whānau whether they trust them or not because that can be an issue yep. and that can be a kind of going to reception uh, by themselves. So I go with them, I support them as much as I can and I say, look, this is the issue, the issue is methamphetamine, there could be other issues, but let's just sort it one at a time and let's take it as it comes. Kia ora, Brenna Smith, navigator of KAD, or Community Action on Youth and Drugs, at Ngāti Hene Health Trust. This is Tiahika on RNZ National. I'm Justine Murray for the next few weeks. Stories from Te Tai Tokero, the Northland region. This week I'm at Ngāti Hene Health Trust, which is arguably the largest Māori health organisation in the country. Youth worker Rebecca Hooker is a founding member of the RAID movement, a for-the-youth, by-the-youth strategy to get people talking about suicide prevention. In 2012, as a high school student, two of her classmates took their own lives. It was at this time the region was hit with a spate of young deaths caused by suicide. Rebecca, who was also a finalist at the Miss Universe New Zealand competition in 2016, has worked at Ngāti Hene Health Trust for five years. She says her work is all about bringing the issue of suicide prevention out into the spotlight. We started off as a, just a group of us, a group of uh, students from around Whangarei in general um, who just wanted to make a change, wanted to normalise the conversation, wanted our peers to know that we were here if they needed someone to talk to and pretty much just get out in the community, lead out events and let everyone know that um, this is a happening thing, it's okay to talk about it and we are here if you need support. I'm part of a rōpū called Fusion, so we've got NZ Police, we've got Kainga Ora, we've got Ngāti Hene, which is the raid movement, that's where I come in, and um, we've got... It's pretty cool, so Fusion is like a joint collaboration with local organisations. Yes. Just recently we've had um, the suicides happen here in Taitokiro. When something like that happens, we would literally sit around a table and discuss what to do next, or how we can offer support to our community, how we can offer support to the schools, how can we step in before this happens, step in before they even think about taking that path, how can we do better, how can we stop this from happening. 
if a young person takes their life, it's usually um, damage control mode. Yeah. How do we look after the family, the students, if it's at a school, counselling? How do you prevent that from happening? That's a tough, it's a tough job. Having that initial discussion, letting them know that it's okay to talk about this and I think too asking the question, if you're concerned that someone is thinking about um, taking their life, don't be scared to ask them the question. When you look at suicide prevention, there's obviously um, there's two worlds, the real world and the, and the online world. Mm. I mean, you're young, you're probably into social media savvy. <laughs> How is any prevention measures taking place in the cyber world? When we first started um, the Rave Movement back in 2012, there was a lot of um, negative stigma around social media and how that was actually contributing to the suicide rate. So what we did as the Rave Movement is we turned that around and I guess used it and set up our Facebook page. So... Um, Youth can contact us on our Facebook page whenever they want. If we see anything on Facebook that we're concerned about, we can, I can bring that to the table when we're having those types of meetings. So that is actually my main forum is Facebook. So if, when, say when I'm doing my presentations, um, I'll go and present and a lot of our, our youth say, oh, what if we're not confident enough to walk into, you know, a big building and ask for counselling or ask for help? Then what, you know? Or what if I have this friend who's, who I'm concerned about but I I don't want to call the helpline or blah, 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 blah. So pretty much the answer is, oh, they can send us a private mail through Facebook and we'll get them the support that way. Do you mostly just work in Whangarei? Does your job take you to other areas yep, of the country? So, yeah, so in the past we successfully established a raid movement on Waiheke Island. So that was our first. Aim. I would not have imagined you yeah. said Waiheke Island. So wow. Waiheke. Um, we've also got a dorpu up in Kaitaia, so that's our far north raid. Um, they're still up and running. Last year we did a road show from Tekau all the way through to... Where do we go? Kitty Kitty Door. So Hamilton. We stopped in Hamilton. So this raid movement, is the intention to spread it? To create yes. little yep. groups in every... Yeah. So the idea was we pretty much take them and show them what we do in our community um, under the raid movement. And they can, if they if they, if they think it would suit them in their communities, they're more than welcome to adopt it and tweak it to suit their communities. I mean, because we're all different. Um, Whanganei isn't the same as Tauranga Tauranga isn't as far as Te Kao, you know. so more than welcome to adopt our raid movement kaupapa and tweak it to suit their own community Kia ora, Rebecca Hooker Youth Worker at Ngāti Hine Health Trust
from what's left of your stepfather's money tend running down to make change now you may not be so innocent but your heart still knows the way got to let it go for a moment let that moment turn Somewhere down that line If you don't meet my soul divide If you don't meet mine 